Hello everyone, my name is Glenn Gao. I am the marketing partner at Clear Ventures, a venture capital firm that is purpose-built to help startup teams win in business technology and services. Welcome to Clear Disruptors, a VC talks with tech leaders, where I talk to innovative thinkers, entrepreneurs, and inventors that will shape our future. From the sharpest minds on the cutting edge of technology, you will learn about the disruptions that will transform the way the business world works. And now, on to our show. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Partha Sitala, the co-founder and chief technology officer at Robin.io. Partha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Glenn. Why don't we start with telling us a little bit about the company and what does Robin do? Sure. Robin is a four-year-old company based out of Silicon Valley. Uh, and we started the company with the vision to help enterprises modernize their data infrastructure. If you look at uh, a CIO or CTO of an enterprise company, they all recognize that data is the new oil. And the sooner they can give access to the data for, to their developers and their DevOps teams, the faster they can extract insights from that and then also act on those insights. So we are essentially a company that has built a software stack that will help the CIOs and the CTOs realize this vision of making their data actionable by giving access to the data to their developers and DevOps teams very quickly in a very agile way. I can imagine that's extremely valuable to companies because, like you said, if data is the new oil, then people within large enterprise companies have to be screaming for getting value out of that data. And if you make it easier for DevOps and developers, then the organization itself can move forward more quickly. That is true, uh, because, I mean, we are living in a day and age where I think every enterprise, every company, whether it is a more legacy type companies or technology companies, all of them are using data as a way to differentiate themselves, to innovate faster, and also to be the leaders in their own in their own space. Good. Well, can you give us an example or a use case of how a company might use Robin? Yeah. So let's let's take a specific example, a customer example for Robin. So there's a, a network, a very large network security company, and this company, uh, they they have network security devices spread all over the world, and data from all these edge devices, and they bring it back into a centralized data lake, and then the data science teams uh, do do analysis on that, and they extract uh, new types of intrusions, and that insights are pushed back to the edge devices. Right, so that they can be acted on, so that you can prevent the network security breaches at the edge devices. So now, they're doing constant improvement on the product based on the data they're collecting and analyzing? That is correct, yes. And we are essentially talking about petabytes of data here. So it's a lot of data. Right? The more data you collect, the better, insi- the better the insights are, and the more uh, better control you would have over security. Sure. Right, so now this this company... Uh, the, the, the struggle was that when their data science team wanted to get access to the data in this data lake, they would essentially go to the IT and say that, hey, listen, I'd like to st- stand up my analytic pipeline. And it would take IT about six to eight weeks to give them access to that analytic pipeline. Wow. And, 
Yeah, and the reason for that is if you look at the analytic pipeline, it's a pretty complicated uh, set of tools that you need to assemble together, right? You would have different types of tools in the ingest stage of the pipeline. You would have different types of tools at the the storage state, at the processing state, at the visualization state, and so on, right? Now, to just stand up the, un the underlying infrastructure, the server, the storage, and the network infrastructure, and on top of that, the applications that constitute this entire pipeline, it just takes about six to eight weeks. Now, that's that's too much of a time, right, to, to be able to get access to your uh, to, to the data. Now, way too long. Yeah, way too long. Um, and uh, and what this company wants to do is they would like to do this analysis as real time as possible. Now that's when that's when they started to look out for solutions, and they chose Robin because what Robin could deliver them is that now their data science team could get access to the entire pipeline in a matter of minutes. And when I say matter of minutes, literally between five to fifteen minutes, depending on the size of the analytic pipeline that they're trying to deploy. They're able to get access to the data. So, so from what weeks, take, from weeks to minutes. Right. What used to take about six to eight weeks was, was reduced down to minutes. Now, with okay. this, yeah, with this, they're able to innovate faster now because now what these data science teams were able to do is they were able to go and stand up their own set of analytic pipelines and they were able to analyze it faster, derive insights, and push it back to the edge devices very quickly. So their turnaround time, right, to build those insights. Now, again, got shrunk down from weeks down to into minutes. That's amazing. So, give us a sense for, without getting too technical, um, how how does this work? How do you how do you create uh, an innovation that enables that radical improvement in time frame? Yeah. So there are a few components that you need to think through about this, right? Because when you look at a data analytic pipeline. Obviously, there are the applications, and applications are the types like Kafka, you have HDFS, Hadoop, Elasticsearch, um, Kibana, and so on. Right? So there's different types of tools, Spark, and so on, TensorFlow. Now, if you look at it from the application point of view, there's also the other side of it, which is the infrastructure that these applications depend on. Now, on the infrastructure side, you've got to assemble the storage stack, you've got to assemble the underlying networking, and this compute part so that you can stitch everything together and offer it to the applications and so that they can they can run on it so you need now, to, so so the uh, the teams have to assemble storage networking and compute and after that they have to install the application configure it and then give it to the developers right or the data science team now the solution that that needs to be that needs to come together to shrink this time from weeks down into minutes We'll essentially need to look at it from the problem from the top down, which is look at it from the data science team down into the infrastructure, right? From a data science point of view, what is it that they look at? They don't care about storage. They don't care about compute. All they care about is the components of their, their analytics stack, right? Now, let's say that you have a tool that will go and help them define that pipeline. I have Kafka. I have Hadoop. I have, let's say, Elastic, and I have Mongo and Kibana, right? Right. They'll select that. And after that, they should be able to go and select the scale at which they'd like to deploy this pipeline, uh, the type of resources that they'd like to allocate. Uh, and then they should just be able to click a button. And what the, what should happen after that is something should look at this entire stack, the resource requirements, the other policies that ensure that we are meeting the availability guarantees and the performance guarantees. And that should now go and compose the underlying infrastructure to meet those needs. So that there's no human involved in doing that. 
Ah, so we're automating the building out of the specific infrastructure needed for that application? Yes. Think about like hyper automation of the entire thing. Okay. Because users interact with applications and applications depend on infrastructure. But the way traditionally we have been doing things is we essentially assemble the infrastructure, then we assemble applications and then give it to the user. So we just wanted to flip it around and say that users just express the needs of your application and let the tool automate and compose the entire underlying infrastructure and put everything together so that you get access to uh, your app applications in a matter of minutes. So I have a question. So in addition to saving a lot of time of the DevOps team, which translates into dollars, what other benefits does Robin provide in, through this automation? So a few things. So uh, the first thing, as I said, is the agility, the velocity at which innovation can happen, uh, which is essentially the time it takes to spin up your environments. Right. Now, there's the other aspect to it. Right? Let's say the environment is up and running. Somebody has to go manage it. Right? Typically, that falls under the purview of the operations teams. Now, when you talk about uh, data-centric workloads, such as the ones that I just described, there is a very long life after the approvision. And one needs to uh, look at things around, you know, how do you ensure that they are highly available uh, in the event of fa failures and faults at the infrastructure level? Uh, one needs to think about how you want to scale it as the capacity needs increase. One needs to think about how do you create very quick sandboxes? Uh, how do you back it up and things like that, right? So what Robin has done is we have thought about this problem both from a provisioning perspective so that we can make it very fast. And we also thought about this problem from an operations perspective where we simplify it by again creating single-click experiences so that the operations team can go and say, okay, I'm running low on capacity, click a button, and they'll be able to go and add more storage capacity or compute capacity. Or they'll be able to click a button, and they'll be able to back up an entire uh, application stack, all the way from storage to the configuration uh, to and the metadata of the application. So... So that's the second benefit. And third benefit I would add is uh, we allow multiple applications to be packed onto the same infrastructure or the same hardware, oh. uh, essentially consolidate workloads. And as a result, we increase the utilization of your machines and cut down your infrastructure uh, capacity that's needed. Okay, and so if you're increasing the utilization of a machine, the argument there is I need fewer machines. Mm-hmm. And this, by the way, this is a problem that gets amplified with every hardware refresh. Because if you think about it, right, every hardware refresh, which is usually between three to five years, right. for the same cost, you're able to get more compute, storage, and memory capacity on the same uh, server. So if you're underutilized today, imagine what's going to underutilize on your server today. Imagine what's going to happen when you come to hard, doing a hardware refresh of that server in a few years. Right. right. In fact, the problem gets worsened. So it's, I think it's imperative that you have to pack as many applications as possible onto the same infrastructure. And doing that while guaranteeing performance predictability, I think, is the key. Because consolidation is nothing new. Uh, virtualization essentially has done that. Uh, but I think the key thing to understand here is when you talk about data-centric workloads, they are very performance-sensitive. And you have to do that uh, the consolidation while keeping in mind the performance SLAs that, that are, that is expected of these workloads. Okay. All right. Well, let's get just a tiny bit technical here, Partha, and tell me a little bit about 
Kubernetes and how that fits in. And let's start with a definition of Kubernetes for those in the audience who may not be familiar with it and, and, and why it's important here in the Robin story. Sure. So let's start with uh, the definition of Kubernetes, and then I can tie everything together into how we have architected it. Perfect. So Kubernetes is it's an open source project. I think it's the fastest growing open source project ever. Uh, it originally started as a container orchestration platform within Google. So containers, by the way, for those who are not very familiar with it, is a modern day way of creating isolation boundaries for your applications. Uh, so the same thing that that, that virtualization did. Uh, for entire operating systems and entire hosts. Uh, what containers did is basically take, you can take an application, package all the dependencies of the application into a unit, which is called as a container, and then deploy that on servers. Uh, so as a result, you'll be able to, of course, take out all dependencies, but also you'll be able to pack a lot more uh, applications onto the same server. Uh, and it does not have the performance penalties that you typically see with VMs or virtual, virtual machines. Now, that's what uh, containers are. And Google uses containers a lot in its infrastructure. And there's, in fact, there's a number that they had put out a few years ago that Google spins up and teardowns about a billion containers every single day in their infrastructure. Okay, that's a lot of containers. Yeah, it's a lot of containers. So obviously, to manage that scale of containers, actually, forget about that scale. Not everybody doesn't have the Google scale problem. But the, if you have more than a few number of containers, you need to have a management stack on top that manages these containers, right? Right. So that's where uh, Borg came in. That's an internal tool that Google built. Obviously, that scales to billions of containers per spinning up and tearing down every single day. Now, they open source this, and they call that uh, Kubernetes. And that is for everybody to use in a way, for all scale, all uh, levels of scale. And Kubernetes is, is a platform that manages the deployment and the lifecycle of containers. And it is, it's become very popular. As I said, it's one of the fastest growing software projects uh, ever in the history of open source. So that's Kubernetes. Now, why is it relevant to the, the story of Robin? Now, when we set out to build this solution, uh, as I said earlier, right, our, our vision was to help enterprises modernize their data infrastructure. Now, a few things come into play here. Obviously, containers as a method to go and spin up and run these workloads or these applications. So that's where Kubernetes comes in. But beyond that, there is also, I, I talked about data-centric workloads, because that's our focus area. So there's a right. storage stack, right? So what we have done is we have built a the industry's first application-aware storage stack to go along with Kubernetes. Uh, and I, I'll explain what application-aware storage is in a minute. Perfect. But, okay, good. Yeah, but just to kind of capture the, the key technology pieces in our entire solution stack. So there's Kubernetes for container and applications. There is an application-aware storage stack that was built from the ground up by Google, by, uh, by Robin. And then there's a networking piece that uh, that ties all the containers together. So we have certain innovation there. Uh, but to tie all these three things, like the Kubernetes piece, the storage piece, and the networking piece, there's a fourth innovation that Robin brings in, which is what we call as an application workflow manager. Now, remember at the, 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 the start of our discussion, I told you that we want users to see, to essentially forget about the underlying infrastructure, right? Because right. infrastructure should become invisible to users and applications. To do that, you have to hide the complexities of Kubernetes 
you have to hide the complexities of storage and and networking that's where our application workflow manager comes in because that is a layer that allows the the developers to go and express the or model their application in a very simple way which essentially says that okay my app is made up of these individual components which are connected in a certain way and this is a scale at which i'd like to deploy each component and these are the policies to ensure that they are highly available and this application workflow manager that we have built will take this and then translate it into the appropriate kubernetes calls the storage calls and networking calls so hiding all the underlying infrastructure details away from the user so the whole story here about robin is the simplification of a process that today can take many weeks and uh, requires a lot more hardware than is is necessary That's good. in in these large complex application areas with massive data and as we know the use and requirement of massive data sets for enterprise is going way up and so this has to be really important for anyone who's trying to be an agile enterprise that is correct yes so one more point just to complete uh, my previous thought right so i, I mentioned uh, we build the industry's first uh, application aware storage i think i think it's important to kind of drill down a little bit into that yeah sure so if you look at storage and by the way why storage i talked about the focus on data centric workloads where storage plays a key role right now storage itself is not new uh, the storage industry itself has been around for almost 3 decades there are several innovations that have happened in that space uh, especially around software defined storage now when we set out to build our our solution stack uh, we surveyed the market and we looked at all the available choices clearly just to get a time to market uh, advantage right we could have picked something that already exists but then we went back to our mission right and we basically said that if you have to hide the details of storage from these complex applications and the users who are interacting with these applications then the storage itself has to be intelligent enough to understand the application right and what i mean by that is imagine if the storage stack were to be built up with the ability to understand that an application is made up of several different components and there is a topology that describes these components and there is a policy that defines where each of these components sits on the underlying infrastructure so let's say you can model this into the storage stack if you can do that then the user now doesn't have to be orchestrating or interacting with the underlying storage when they have to do things like you know again i'm going to use a few technical terms here but things like doing uh, snapshots of an entire distributed application or backing up an entire distributed application or setting quality of service parameters for this entire distributed operations or uh, 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 this databases right because the storage stack understands the topology and you can just say hey listen all the storage volumes that this application uses i just want to go ahead and then let's say snapshot them or set a quality of service parameter on them and so on and i think that is one of the key innovations that we brought to the table that has led to the simplification that has led to this acceleration of delivery of these applications from okay. weeks down into minutes excellent excellent well thank you for drilling down onto that last point about storage partha it's helpful to understand some of the details as well as the overall benefit that robin brings and uh we're out of time so if there's any last thought you want to share with us uh please feel free Sure I think uh, if you want to learn more you should go to robin.io uh, we have several use cases that we have uh, described there several case studies uh, that you'll be able to see and how our enterprise customers are benefiting from this very agile and innovative platform
That's fantastic. Partha, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Glenn. It has been a pleasure as well. If you'd like to learn more about Clear Ventures, visit us at clear.ventures. We look forward to hearing from you.